What the hell should we watch this weekend where Steve is uh, giving us some insights on some little bits and pieces of different shows and streaming things and more stuff like that that we can uh, look forward to planting our roots and sitting our butt down, getting involved in this weekend. Hi, Steve. How's Penticton? Penticton's good. How are you? Well, I'm good. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, eh? Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you look good, buddy. You always look so good. Handsome as, you. as ever. I'll as to you. you are, too. You and your Penticton beard. Um, yes. Okay, well, we should probably get right into it, I would imagine, here Definitely. With, uh, with what we've got going on, because there are so many movies. We did, you know what we did last mm-hmm. night for Game Showy, by the way? I don't know if Ryan mentioned it in all of his excitement to tell you all of his movie stories, was that um, <laughs> because of Mario was killing it, uh, the box office, we did a whole Game mm-hmm. Showy around animation and movies last night, and so it was kind of centered on... You know, it was centered on Mario, and, and so Ryan got to do his Mario impression, and there it was a lot go. of fun. You would have been very proud. <laughs> uh, not to be forgotten, by the way, we have the AV Club. We're going to pick a new movie coming up here. So let's get started with Steve Stebbing at Renfield. Renfield. Bringing innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just want a normal life again. All right, tell me about it. Sounds very spooky. Yes, uh, Nicholas Holt plays uh, Robert Montague Renfield, the uh, the uh, the um, assistant, if you will, to uh, Count Dracula or Prince Dracula, played by hold for it, Nicholas Cage. In this film, he finally gets oh, to do the Bella here comes Lugosi. the bias. The Bela Lugosi Dracula thing uh, in a in a modern take on this tale where Renfield's looking to separate himself uh, from his master and live his own life. And this movie is just pure fun. It's over the top gory, like insanely gory, um, rude and crude with his dialogue, but like a really well cast film with Holt and, and Nicolas Cage. Aquafina's in this one. Uh, ben Schwartz. Um, and they do some really cool stuff at the beginning of the movie to kind of like set up the story and kind of tell Renfield's history. And they basically recreate the Lugosi Dracula. Um, and I actually just watched that that film recently for my horror podcast that I do. So it was really cool to see Nick Cage and Nicholas Holt recreate these scenes. And I, I think it just to its core, it's just like a fun take on those Hammer films, but bringing them into a modern age. That's cool. Well, it's the kind of a, there is an element of magic to that era and sort of refreshing mm-hmm. that, right? Like keeping it alive a little bit. I feel like there's been more and more effort to, in today's scream, cookie cutter kind of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that are a little bit low picked fruit. I find that there seems to be uh, some effort by the odd, the odd production house every now and then that seems to be like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's bring one of these. Let's remind everybody what a movie is. No, might be a little yeah. vague, but does that is that land for you? Well, I really love a good creature feature or an over the top monster beast type thing, or or even something as like to the core of the icon that these uh, universal classic monsters, like bringing any one of them and doing it well or making it fun, like this movie did, like because it is kind of dancing on that B movie kind of stuff, um, is really enticing to me. And uh, yeah. I, I love seeing an icon being brought back. SteveStepping.ca, what the hell should we watch this weekend? Mafia Mum. We need someone who's level-headed. <laughs> and a 
human and empathetic. Did you just call me pathetic? We are in the middle of a war with our enemies, the Romanos. We have to kill those Romanos before they kill us. All right. That sounds like a very fun, playful, uh, let's dance our way to murder kind of movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a mafia action comedy, you know, like they used to make or never made. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, you have Tony Collette doing Herculean effort and carrying this entire film, uh, playing the uh, American daughter, uh, a granddaughter of an Italian mafioso who uh, is killed by a rival gang. So now she must take the mantle and is kind of like seeing a suburban mom um run the mafia like any kind of cliche that you can throw into that story is present but tony collette is there and she is just always magic in everything she does and the film is actually surprisingly violent and a bit gory in parts so i was really surprised by that so it kind of does push uh the r rating uh a bit and i, I felt that was a surprise again another fun movie that i i couldn't really hate as i was watching it all right. What else should we watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing? The AV Club is coming up. You get to help us pick a movie, so hang tight for that one. How to blow up a pipeline. Wait a second. This can't be good. We have to show how vulnerable the oil industry is by hitting something big. Michael, what do you think the odds are we blow ourselves up? I don't really care. Well, I'm not big on agenda movies. Tell me about it. It's probably not, uh, you know, I guess we've had movies about kidnappings and other kind of geopolitical things, so mm -hmm. only appropriate. I mean, the, the politics of it are are, are maybe not a, as um, being driven constantly home uh, as the film goes on because I think this film plays more to being like a heist film almost with, with, with these, these activists. So you're, it's, it's very like the planning stage and the actual execution of everything, a, a really white knuckle thriller at the, at the end of it and uh, kind of character based and uh, the lead actress in this one. I, I really don't know her work that much. Uh, Ariella bearer. Um, she actually co-wrote the film as well. Uh, it was based on a book by Jordan Scholl. Um, and I was just really fascinated by this film that is very lo-fi as far as the filmmaking in it, but just imagine it just keeps you kind of hooked into the, to the, the twists and turns from start to finish. All right, there you go. It's uh, how to blow up a pipeline. It's not like a how to, so don't worry about it. Yeah, All right, no, no, uh, it's not a, it's not a guy. Right. All right. <laughs> Showing up is next on the list. You should make more like this. I'm enjoying my retirement. I get up, I do a little of this, a little of that, and before you know it, it's time to watch TV again. That sounds terrible. All right, tell us about it, Steve. 
Yeah, this is uh, basically a film about artists and getting into the mindset before a, a, a show opening. And it comes from director and, uh, and writer Kelly Reichart, who is one of my favorite indie uh, filmmakers out there. And uh, she has her usual leading lady, uh, Michelle Williams, in the lead role as a sculptor uh, preparing in her, her few days leading up to her show, also dealing with uh, family clashes between her divorced parents, uh, her severely manic depressive brother and uh her neighbor or uh, slash landlord who is also an artist with a uh, pending opening show and the battle for a hot water tank that never seems to get fixed uh it is a deeply human drama as only kelly reichardt uh can put out and uh very kind of low and quiet film but very satisfying as far as character stories go what the hell should we watch this weekend? Uh, Steve Stebbing is here. Now, there are so many good shows to watch for me. Ted Lasso's still unfolding on the spring, mm-hmm. streaming services. Uh, there's the other ones the um, that you recommended. The uh, What's the psychology one? Um, How I Met Shrinking. Your Mother Guy. Shrinking. Shrinking. You recommend that one as well. Yes. Uh, Steve also has this on the list for today. Blind Spotting Season 2. Things are tough. I get that. You could stand to be a little more fun. I'm fun. It's time to do the pinata. Everything is okay. She's terrifying. I want to hang with Dad. Oh, no, no, go over. Now, divorced parents will understand that statement because that's a... That's definitely a parenting moment right there. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a little different because uh, the, the parents are separation, separated due to the father being uh, in jail. Uh, but this one's uh, this is an interesting one because it's a Star's original series that's actually uh, the continuation of a movie that was released in 2018. Uh, a film that I believe to be required watching for that year uh, that was just under-celebrated and uh, a bone of contention for me, for sure. Um, But uh, basically, it's about uh, uh, people in Oakland, a neighborhood in Oakland, uh, living in a rapidly gentrifying uh, neighborhood, and uh, uh, the main character of Ashley kind of trying to raise her young son um, at the same, same, just after uh, her the baby daddy is uh, put in jail uh, for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, And it's funny. It is uh, incredibly soulful and so originally written that uh, you will never see another series like blind spotting. I think the first season really was kind of uh, surprising that they continued the story so well and to uh, create further interest in new characters. And I'm really excited to see what season two brings. What the hell should we watch this weekend? What the hell? Steve Stebbing is here. The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, Season 5. What drives Midge Maisel? I want a big life. I want to break every single rule there is. Oh, boy, I'm lucky. This is Maisel. You say everything I think. A terrifying connection. (laughs) All right, who's in it? What's it about? Yeah, uh, this is Rachel Brosnahan, who has uh, been celebrated uh, many times over the seasons uh, of Marvelous Miss Maisel with awards and critical acclaim. Um, I think this show is kind of in the pantheon of Ted Lasso of being one of those incredibly and widely liked shows. Um, the script is 
amazing. Uh, it comes from Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, who are mostly known for the Gilmore Girls. Uh, but they have grown up big time with this series. Um, and this is the final season now. We're like we're seeing what's going to happen to uh, comedian Midge Maisel. Uh, does she achieve her dream of finally getting on the Tonight Show? Like this is this is the uh, this is the end game right here. So uh, I'm excited to to get started. I was supposed to get screeners this week, and and they I guess they forgot about me. So I was like, no, I'm feeling like an abandonment issues from that that side of my PR people here. Oh, the heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was supposed to come with with facts. You know, can can you start this kind of show from season five, or do you, should you start at the beginning? No, no, you need season one, and and it's okay. it like I I can't stress this enough, Shane. It's such an enjoyable ride with such characters that you really fall for it because there's there's certain like neuroses which within each character, especially Midge's father, um, Abe, played by Tony Shaloub, who is just incredible in this show, like just an, an incredible character. All right, so we got time for one more, and you know which one I'm going to go for because the radio. Uh, the Fisher King. It could happen to anyone. One day you're on top of the world. Hey! The next day, Let the go! you're in the world <laughs> of the Fisher King. Yes! Now, Jack is about to do something he's never done before. This is your vision. Help someone else. Oh, how dare you help someone else? All right, tell us about the radio show. Oh, boy. This is such a good movie. I, I mean, I I love Terry Gilliam's work so much. Um, of course, uh, first coming from his work with Monty Python, but then as an adult falling in love with Brazil and, and 12 Monkeys and all these other films. But The Fisher King is a film of his that I dis discovered more into my adult years. And I think that was very good for the film because I enjoyed it so much more than I think I would have as a teenager. And it, it comes down to, to two of the best performances of two actors in two actors career jeff bridges and uh, robin williams um just coupled with with gilliam's unique vision and and his his cinematic eye that's always kind of on a slant um and now it's on criterion in 4k the way it really should be if you're a big movie lover like me and uh yeah this is like this is my geek out of the week for sure <laughs> 